I would like to welcome everybody back to the Chilling with Dylan podcast. Today's guest is one of the rising stars on the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies, all the way from Big Brother UK 17. It is Huey. I hope you guys all enjoy the episode. It's one of my favorites I've done so far. The next guest on the Chilling with Dylan podcast is a fan favorite from the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies. He was on Big Brother UK 17. It is Huey. Huey, thanks for being here today. Um, Hello, people. Hello, everybody. Are going to be able to see me? Is this audio only? It's audio only, yeah. Um, oh, I'm going to make a kissing sound, Dan. So, <laughs> um, So, I wanted to start off how I always start off. Um, how are you doing? 2020 was a rough year with COVID and everything going on. Um, yeah. 2020 has been a little bit better. Just So, how's life going for you? How's everything going? How's um, the world treating you? Life is going really well, I've got to be honest. Um, things are quite good for me right now, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, 2020 was by far, and even coming into 2021, hardest, hardest time of my life. Like, you had COVID, you had lockdown. I went through a really messy breakup. My ex-boyfriend was just having it for me, left, right, and center, deliberately going out of his way to try to make my life a complete misery. Um Loads of my family got really ill with COVID. My sister ended up in an um, induced coma because she was so ill from COVID. She was just 19 um, and amongst other medical issues that kind of accumulated all together. Um, I had no work. I moved from the UK back to Ireland after my breakup. And my life was literally upside down. And then like a magical, I don't know, something out of nowhere, I just get an email one day to go on a show in Ireland called um, First Dates. Then I got asked to do, because I don't dance with the stars also, so I got asked to do like an all-stars version of that, which didn't end up happening because of COVID rules in Ireland. Um, but we ended up doing like a special thing where we done interviews instead, like a look back on our time on the show, a few old people. Then I got the challenge, which was just incredible to get asked to do that. So it did have a silver lining. This story did have a happily ever after. So it was like, it's... It's been good. Things have been good, but it's definitely been the hardest time. But it's been the most fulfilling. I have learned the most and I've generally grown into like such a better man in every way. I've become like, without sounding cliche, I've I've become, gone from a boy to a man through really hard times. And it's made me stronger and more proud of myself, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm starting to hear about your sister. How's she doing now? Is everything, she's okay now? She's, she's fantastic now. She's great now. Like she's 20 now, obviously, because it was, as I said, it was a year ago. Mm -hmm. So like she was 19, she had just had a baby. She got pregnancy diabetes. She gained a lot of weight. She had issues in her personal life. She got stress, alopecia. So all of this came and then she got COVID. And at the same time, she got pneumonia in both lungs. So she then found out she had COVID. So this is obviously how it ended up being so bad for her. Do you know, mm -hmm. she had so much going on and she, she just ended up so, so sick. But um, she's fantastic now. Things are okay. Yeah, I'm happy to hear she's doing better. Um, yeah. I do want to get into, you talked about the challenge a little bit. Um, if you could just talk about like the casting story, what did you know about the challenge going into it? Were you a fan of the show before? Did you not know anything about it? Just like how that process went down. Right. So I, I heard of the challenge from when they started casting UK people mm -hmm. who I watched on reality shows. 
So Stephen Bear, Zahida, Kyle, not so much Kyle because that was actually, he was on it like years ago. So it was more when it got really UK, like Rogan, Joss, Zahida, Kaylee Morris, Melissa Reeves, all of these people that I'd watched on X on the Beach. And I followed them online and stuff. And we were in a reality TV bubble sort of thing. So I'd heard of the challenge, but I'd never, ever watched a single episode. The only season I've ever watched is this season that I've been on, even up till now, still haven't. Um, so I knew of it. And then two years ago, I was in Turkey having uh, my teeth done and crowns done. And coincidentally, Zahida was there at the same time. So we were there doing like some influencer work with clinics. So we got talking and she had just come back from, I think she has done two seasons. So I think she'd come back from her second one. Yeah. Because she had to leave it quite early, I think, because her grandma died or something. Mm-hmm. Where the world so, too. Yeah. Yeah. So she has done two, hasn't she? Yeah. She did War of the Worlds and then she did War of the Worlds too, but she had to leave after like the first or second episode because there was something with her family. Yeah, her grandmother passed away. So she had just come back and she was telling me all about this show. And I was like, oh my God, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. So I just get a random email in January asking me about the challenge. And I thought it was fake. I thought somebody was like just lying. But what fans of the show didn't know and I've explained is I was supposed to be on American X on the Beach two years ago. You know that um, it was the same company makes it. It's called it was X on the Beach, Peak of Love. It was the winter season where they yeah. had the RuPaul's Drag Race person and Georgia uh, Steele. Georgia, yeah, Steel. that one. Now I really got to say it was such a boring series. Actually, when um when it actually came out, so I wish I had gone on it with my ex wife right now. But I think that's how they got my contact details. Mm-hmm. So this is how I ended up. I I, I ended up getting the challenge. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd rather have you on the challenge than X on the Beach, if I'm being honest. I, I think you're perfect for the challenge. Yeah, because you're going to get all my challenge moments, aren't you? All of my <laughs> scared moments. But I mean, I would actually love to do X on the Beach because I feel like I've done a lot of shows back home in Ireland mm-hmm. and in the UK. Um, but I feel like a lot of the shows are showing me in all different lights, which is what I love about doing reality shows, is that it's showing me in all these different ways. So... Like the challenge is showing me one way. There's a new show in Ireland called um, uh, Ultimate Hell Week and they've done a celebrity version. And I'm, I want to do the next season because mm-hmm. it's like the challenge, but instead of it just being challenges, it's actually you joining the special forces, like the army. So you have to go into like how people who joined the army in the beginning, go into the secret they sustain how hard it is and the pressures you're put under one side to be kidnapped and all of that. So I really want to do that show next. It's like, I'm scared of all of these things. I'm terrified, but I love to push myself to do them all. So um, yeah. I, this is why I hope I get to do the challenge again. Yeah, I'm hoping you come back. I mean, you, you've you been the highlight of the season so far for me. Um, Thank you. I, I got to shine at this reunion. <laughs> <laughs> so a game I play with all the guests I have is just like a first impressions. Um, so when you first met a cast member, just tell me what your first thoughts of them were. Um, so I just have like five names that I want to give you and just, can you just tell me what your first thought of them when you first met them was? Um, okay. So the first That's one good. I have is Amanda. What was your first impression of Amanda? Really small. And I still remember my first meeting with her was, Kyle had his arm around her and she had a hairband on. And it was between when we had just finished the very first challenge mm-hmm. 
between then and when we kind of all line up for TJ to give a speech sort of thing. And um, so that was my first time meeting her. And she was really, really funny. And she literally now is like my best friend from the show. We speak all the time. Really? I love that. Yeah. I, I think she's, she's somebody that Twitter is obsessed with for right reason, because she's perfect for this show as well. I she's, mean, she literally, do you know what? I'm fucking fed up of people who watch these shows and never stop complaining about certain people. Why do you want boring people on shows? We want divisive people. Yeah. The weirdest thing is I'm so, so happy that when I was in the challenge that I did have a few blow up moments. Now I'll tell you why is because I am an outspoken character, but within that house, I was literally friends with everyone because yeah. I got along with them all. I got along with them all. But you do need those. I am a divisive character, but on the challenge, I suppose a lot of people see me like I didn't really get hate or anything because I was being myself and there was no reason for me to just, I don't know, be angry with people. But I like the times when I watch back a show I've been on and I've had up and down moments because that's what my paycheck is for. Like I'm being paid. We're making a TV show. Like as Nelson always said, we're making a TV show, guys. Yeah. And like I'm, this is why when I was on challenges and if I was scared, I would show you I was scared. I'm not going to have any front because I wear my heart on my sleeve, but also we're filming a TV show. So yeah. if I'm terrified of heights, the only like we're making a show. So I need to say I'm scared because you yeah. can't read my brain. So I'm not being <laughs> fake. I'm just being structured. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You get what I mean? Um, like we're making a TV show. I mean, like respect the check. You yeah. Know what I mean? You gotta like put earn on, your movie. Yeah, you gotta put on for the for the audience. Um, the next one I have is one of the best ever. CT, first impression of CT. Oh, CT. He was really quiet. He was very quiet. I remember very quiet, really sexy. Oh my god, those muscles! Hello, gorgeous. He has like the body I would love to have with my ass. You know <laughs> what I mean? If I have, if you have my ass and his body. And do you know what? I don't think I'm ugly. I just feel like I need to tone down the face. I need to just stop eating carbs. And now I've got a good hairline. And I've got an Irish accent. And I've got blue eyes. I mean, I, I will clean up. Guys will just be flocking towards me. So, CT, great guy. So, so supportive of me in the house. And we didn't really get to see a lot of that. But you did get to see my little workout moment with him. Do you remember? Yeah, and that wasn't one CT worked out me at five six times in my time there more always like looked after me like not that I've come home and constantly worked out afterwards so I feel like mm. I've been quite rude <laughs> um, but he 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 was so, he's a great guy like he knows how to play the game there is moments when I've been shocked watching it where it's like Jesus CT you can be a bit bloody two faced <laughs> yeah um, like his little moments but. He is a pro. This is why like he's won 15,000 times. Yeah. And he's a king and an icon. Him and Anissa is the face of the challenge for sure. They are. If it ended tomorrow, them two are the king and queen that needs to be said goodbye to. Um, for yeah, sure. I've heard from many people that he's pretty quiet and just kind of like lays low. Really constantly sleeping, constantly working out, always on his own. Always, he like you never really see him mixing. And, you know, to be honest with you, I don't have any memories of him mingling. Yeah. There's one thing as well that he didn't air on TV and he didn't even put it on socials, and I'm devastated about it. Is Devin wrote me a play 
in the house called City Boy. Mm-hmm. And CT was my dad and Emmy was my sister and Devin was the narrator. And it was honestly one of the most hilarious moments the whole season. And it didn't air it on TV. It was incredible. And we had to do a dress rehearsal. So CT and me was doing a dress rehearsal. It was hilarious. And I wish you got to see that. So other than that, I don't recall him ever taking part in anything. I mean, he does some bears and those. Yeah. And you see him in the smoking area, which they don't air on TV unless somebody has a fight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was it. But I used to have a lot of conversations with him in the smoking area. And he's so yeah. smart. He mm-hmm. is so clever. I'm so, I'm not stupid. I'm just naive. I'm, yeah. The wool can be so easy pulled over my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one I have, uh, people have not described her as quiet. I, she's one of my favorites on the show is Ashley, who was your partner at one point. What was your first impression of Ashley? That um, I'm going to have, I'm going to make amazing TV with this person. She's very bossy, very angry, and really didn't like me. <laughs> That's exactly what I got. But I said, Hugh, you're making a show. You couldn't have got a better partner. Yeah. She's, your guys' is dynamic. I want to get into a little bit later, but was reality TV gold? For sure. I, do you know what? I, I'm fed up. I've got, I get so much hate online all the time by people right um about to show him whatever and my performance and things and um, i will actually hype myself up and say those eight or nine episodes whatever i was in i was a huge part of them somebody done a count online and i have the most confessionals up to the point of when i left mm-hmm. and i had a whole cast most yeah. confessionals um and me and Ashley's partnership, I feel like was amazing. You look at all of those challenges we was on, like out of all the couples, we were one of the most airtimed people. Um, we like even in um de- early deliberations, we would still have like our little moments where like she would shout at me or I would say something or whatever that was standout moments on Twitter. Like we were fantastic together. And a lot of the cast reckons that if anybody else had come last in that first mission, when TJ said you're done that they would have actually been sent home for dramatic purposes and that the producers just didn't send us home because they knew what was going to happen. Because what you didn't really see was when we came to the end of that mission, um, me and Ashley was actually arguing and there was so much like dramaticness from the two of us. And like I was trying to reassure her, I was out of breath. And then we got into a fight and I was standing there telling Kyle, I think she hates me <laughs> and stuff. So they knew something was going to come of it. Like they'd be so stupid to send us home. Yeah. They would have been, if you'd sent me home, I will give myself credit. Um, I feel like I added a lot to those first episodes. Yeah. I, I saw that on Twitter that the plan was originally to send that first team home. And then when they saw it was Ashley and Huey, they were like, they can't, they can't send them home. They, they couldn't do it. Yeah. I really, really feel like that producers then said no we just we don't just do not send them home if you said you know if i went back to the challenge right even on another season and i don't i don't know maybe i'm stupid i don't know if you're a fan i don't know if people in the house would just throw me into elimination first or something i tried to get like rid of me so that like they stay there themselves it's just an easy vote or whatever i don't know if they would do that i think maybe our friends wouldn't but i feel like you have people who are outspoken, like me, like Amanda, like Ashley, like people like that. Like Kyle is a really funny guy and stuff. Devin is really funny. Like people like goes really adds to the show. And I think like production should really be getting involved and stopping stuff like that from happening, doing some sort of twist. 
like Big Brother UK used to really be able to get involved like that and change stuff around uh-huh. to save people from eviction and stuff. Yeah. So um, I feel like definitely, definitely production like would have been so stupid to get rid of us early on. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one I have is pretty controversial. Um, he either has people love him or hate him. Josh. Oh, do you know what? I really, really, really am a fancy Josh to begin with. Uh-huh. And then Josh is actually, do you know what? Josh is um, a bit laid back. It's weird to explain. With me, like I won't say standoffish because he was never rude. He wasn't as warm as Fessy and stuff was. I just, I as time went on, I just feel like Josh is a very passionate person. I really can relate to him. He mm-hmm. works out, he really, really, I just feel like he really is trying to make himself a better man, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just kind of, he hung out with his friends. And I really got that. He wasn't warming. He wasn't, I've got to be honest. I didn't really, I, I didn't get a rude vibe from him, but I didn't get a vibe from him thinking we're, we're going to be friends either. Fessy, I did, even though Fessy done his own thing. Fessy was always, made, I always felt very comfortable around Fessy, I've got to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one I have is uh, she was the champion last season, Amber. Oh, please. Amber, it just means the world to me. Oh, my God. I just adore her. And my first impression was Barbie. I said it in my confessionals. They didn't air it. They should have aired it because it was much better than anything they did air. And I was like, Malibu Barbie is on her way. Here she is. Hair standing out forever, legs going on for 15 years. She she looks like a lion. She looks like she looks like an exotic blonde mixed race lion cat version of Cleopatra. She 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 looks like if Cleopatra, The Rock, and Shakira had a baby, that would be Amber B. Yeah, no, Amber's one of my favorites. Um, I've got into a few Twitter arguments defending Amber. Nicest girl ever. Yeah. They're all jealous of her. They're jealous of her that some of them have done 10 seasons and never won. And she yeah. has. Yeah. She's somebody that I want to have on the podcast eventually. I mean, I, I, I love her. Like, she's, she's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. Great girl. So I want to get into the gameplay. The first couple episodes, there was this talk of the rookies versus the vets. And Michaela and Michelle tried to grab the rookies together. Emmy kind of shut that down and went to go tell Tori and Anissa. So if you could just give your thoughts as a rookie on that whole situation with Michaela and Emmy and Michelle and the list and everything and what was actually going on. Right. So I came back from quarantine and Amanda and Ashley pulled me into a room and told me about this whole situation with the list. Now, all of the vets said that they do lists all the time they just wanted an excuse but none of this was aired on tv obviously yeah they just wanted an excuse also michaela had to go as far as the girls were concerned because she was just a big strong girl she just had to leave as simple as that and everyone was thinking she was being shady because she would cry easily and she'd be very dramatic amber b gets this as well I got it really bad on Big Brother too, that people think when you're very friendly, you're doing it as a game, but really no, sometimes some of us are just very friendly. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Emmy gets it left, right and center from some of the cars. But I, I don't know, Emmy, Emmy maybe being shady, I don't know, I, you hear different things. But um, 
I, in the beginning, didn't give a crap about who went into elimination once it wasn't me. Understandably so. Now, everybody keeps looking at it as us rookies are being used as rags. We're being brought around as pawns in the veterans' games. That is rubbish. That's utter rubbish for me. I wasn't anyone's pawn. I was protecting my own ass just as much as Ashley was protecting hers. And I have no loyalties to these people. I don't care what the hell you are. But if you have to go in, you have to go in. If in the beginning it was, I don't know, Tory getting sent in and everyone was voting that, I'd have voted it with Ashley also that time. It wasn't because somebody was a rookie. I wasn't doing what the veterans wanted me to do. I was doing what the majority was doing to save my own fucking ass. You know, and I've got a lot of ass to save, you know, so I've got to go there. Um, so this whole thing about the rookies being stupid no I, I actually think it was clever to go with the crowd I'm no hero I'm not standing up in the middle of the room trying to be the hero because um, look what Emmy done to Michaela when Michaela was doing that yeah. so like as honourable as it was and also Michelle and like Emmy and all of these people like they wouldn't have been trying to gather people together only for the new their asses on the chopping block like emmy wouldn't have ratted out michaela if she'd had a veteran partner she had corey lay and them two were actually going to be the house for originally because a lot of people didn't like corey lay's demeanor and way of being so he came across very rude to a lot of people he was very political with his conversations in terms of like race and sexuality and very um like that and I agreed with all Corey's points and I was standing with him but a lot of people who hasn't faced such adversary in life kind of looks at it as oh stop preaching to me I'm not here to talk about all of this Do you know what I mean yeah and um, so ignorance I suppose it is a lot of people wanted to vote him in um to begin with so him and Emmy was going in 100% so what ended up happening was Emmy had to find a reason to get somebody else voted in, and that's how Michaela got put in. Okay. Um, so, was there ever a conversation with Michaela trying to pull all the rookies together? And well, if- yeah, she she pulled me into the bathroom um, just before deliberation and told me about all these things that's been said about her isn't true. But look, you vote whoever you want to vote because I'm gonna fuck shit up and I'm going to fuck up whoever goes in there against me and yeah. stuff. And I was like, oh my God, how threatening. She yeah. frightened me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but uh, um, there was conversations, but I don't blame people for having those conversations because when your ass is on the line, when my, I knew my ass was on the line when Fessy and Esther was the agency, you know, when I went in against yeah. Corey and Michelle with Amber B, um, Amber Badass, <laughs> um, oh, I love her. She's just she's Barbie in my eyes, and she um, I I was like outside, and I was saying to Fessy before we went to the to um the lair for elimination from the house. I was like, I don't know why you're putting me in anyways because you guys could probably beat me in the final. I don't know why you're trying to get rid of me. You're stupid. You're helping Corey lay out. He's a complete snake. He's dogged me out. Him and him. Um, Michelle, so don't be thinking, I'll help him out and he'll help you in the long run because he doesn't give a crap who he walks over. So I've done it all as well. It's a game. I fully get that it's a game. And you know what? It's so unfortunate those who ended up with a rookie partner in the very beginning. But I'm sorry, 
that that happened to you, but it's not for me to try and help you get out of. Because if I do, I'm putting a target on my own back. Yeah. As much as now it pisses me off, this whole rookie thing, in the long run, for sure. But you know the reason why I didn't say when I went in with Berna and stuff like that was because I couldn't be a hypocrite. I couldn't start kicking off about that because I'm like, but Huey, the last seven weeks you've been voting in rookie rookie pairs with your partners as well. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about the rookie rookie pairs a little bit. You had a two-time champion, Ashley. Mm. Um, and we talked a little bit about it before, but your dynamic as shown on TV was gold, um, including your first challenge, when the cliff you threw up and then you guys kissed, that whole thing. So if you could just talk about like the behind the scenes of how you and Ashley like were in the house and how you guys- Like, we were like best friends. We were like best friends. So we would sit up really late, get drunk together, talk loads of crap, smoke cigarettes. She would constantly eat my food and I'm like, please stop it all the time. And I don't eat meat. So she'd have all burger around her mouth and so I'm trying to bite my cheese toasted bread or something and I yeah. oh my god she was like my big sister we had a lot of arguments that didn't really hear and mm-hmm. um, in a lot of situations and then also um like we would just have so much fun we would work out together she would hype me up there was times also for sure where she made me feel insecure where she would talk down to me and stuff like that and like nanny and stuff pull me aside so just ignore Ashley so we had a very brother sister relationship and I still really like love her now and if we were on another challenge together she would be one of the people that I wouldn't want to vote in mm-hmm. even if everybody else told me to because I do think she's going to be very targeted next season just like how she was after she won the million it's easy just and I feel like some of the most recent episodes of Spies Lies and Allies that she um she is being targeted because she's a winner. It's like, well, you've already won twice. You don't need to win again. But why aren't you targeting CT then? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So she gets that in the neck 24-7. Her and Amber B definitely got it. I think people are jealous of the them. Yeah, I think it's it's really telling that Amber and Ashley are the only two female champions. And they say one thing. And there's like all this these five professionals about how people hate them and talk yeah. behind their back. And then nobody says anything about CT. Like yeah, yeah. Just it's just interesting. For sure. For um, sure. I want to talk a little bit about you getting thrown in with the champion Amber. Yeah. Your elimination, very impressive. Getting the Thank key you. split, you won, and then the whole fight with Corey. If you could just give your thoughts on that whole process, looking back, and then the fight at the end and everything. Yeah. So I I knew I was going to be getting sent in for sure. Knew, and then. I was nervous, but I was like, do you know what? I had, I was so embarrassed from that deliberation time, being called weak and being made to feel like I was just moving from one pick, like one pole to the other sort of thing within this game, just smooth sailing and all of this rubbish. Uh, for the record, nothing about my time before I went into elimination was smooth sailing. Those challenges had frightened the life of me. I didn't find any of that easy. Just because others did, it doesn't mean that I do. And yeah. You know, just because you were your neck was on the line with eliminations, I'm sorry, but it's a game and that's how it is. I didn't cry when I got sent into elimination, so I don't know why other people is. Um, that's just how I look at it. It's the name of the bloody game, and other people have friends, so they're going to 
saved her friends. I mean, I, if I go back for another season, I ain't voting in people that I'm friends with now either. So, you know, I don't care about the newbie. Um, but I got sent in, knew it was going to happen, um, seeing Esther as the most two-faced person in the world because we'd said in our room we'll never vote each other in. Um, then got sent in... Corey and Michelle was down there already as the agency vote. I thought it was going to be Priscilla or somebody coming in with me. Then it's like Amber B. <laughs> and getting sent in with her, I thought Amber didn't have a lot of faith in me. And nobody had any faith in me. For sure they didn't. And, you know, regardless of Huey being a jokester, Huey being a gay man, Huey just, I'm still a bloody man with pride and fucking red blood in my body. You know, I'm, I'm capable of bloody something. You can't just keep on. You know, act as if I'm not because I scream and I'm on a fucking ring. You know, I don't like heights. I don't pretend to like heights. I'm on a TV show. There's a place for me the same way there's a place for the best athlete. If it was a show with just amazing athletes and no personalities, it wouldn't be a show. It would just be boring, right? So I was like pissed off at that stage. And I was like, I don't give a crap. I want to go in, win, lose or draw, I'm going in. And I felt that way. And, you know, I had felt like I even throw myself in if I hadn't got in with the agency. And I said that to Ashley, which they aired in the episode. Um, and I went in, had a lot of fire in my belly. Um, I knew I had a good chance of winning. Now, that elimination from when we got put in, you know, when Amber and Josh had the argument with Bessie, yeah. when they said it, to when we started our elimination, was about an hour, an hour and a half later because it was a big storm. And because it was all metal, there was a lot of thunder and lightning going on. They couldn't allow us for safety reasons. So we had to stand there. We had to take off our jackets and we had on rain jackets. So we had to take it all off, stand there in these sleeveless t-shirts with just an umbrella standing in the middle of the room with the teacher and whatever for like over an hour, over an hour. So that was like the latest elimination finished in out of them all. Um, so TJ was so pissed off at us from all the arguments at the end because we were there for hours and hours and hours. And yeah. the elimination started. I didn't feel any cold or any wet when it started. I had such a huge amount of adrenaline in me. And I was just going and 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 going. I, I, I had so much ambition in me to win. And it, it was a great moment for me in the challenge. To be fair, I've seen more difficult eliminations this season. Mm -hmm. But it also involved a hell of a lot of strategy. It looks so much easier than what it was. It was really, really difficult. It took a lot of thinking about stuff. And I'm not always great at stuff like that. Um, and it wasn't easy at all. It definitely was not easy at all. It just, all that it took was trying to use your head and working together. And I really feel like I really led the way with that also. I give myself that credit. I done a lot in that elimination. And... And um, we won, we won in the end. And then, you know, Amber had her fuck Big Brother moment. It was great TV. And then Huey starts this argument with Corey. But that argument with Corey went on for about 45 minutes to the point where security was restraining the two of us in the corner. It was a really big argument. So between that, the argument with Josh and Amber in the beginning with Bessie, the weather, um, us having to stand there for like an hour and a half and then the actual elimination which also was paused halfway through because um, something happened with the structure 
So like that went on for hours, that elimination where people doesn't know by watching. Yeah. But you only showed a little bit of me and Corey's argument. Yeah, which I don't know why. I think it's because it got very, very personal between us. Like I had a lot of a huge argument with Michelle, also that he didn't air in that moment. I like called her every name in the sun. <laughs> but yeah. I regretted it afterwards. I regretted it, but I mean the producers of Zucina. Yeah, I so Full honesty, a lot of the fans, the diehard fans knew about your argument because it was leaked when you guys were airing. Mm. So when, when you, I mean, when you guys were filming. So when you were filming, we knew uh, Huey and Corey got into an argument elimination. We didn't know what it was about. And I also didn't know it lasted 45 minutes because they only showed that little clip. They showed only seconds of it, seconds. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't show more because they do show those sorts of arguments. I don't know why they didn't. I think, I think it was it was really severe. But I mean, they showed the part where Corey pushed me, and then I walked away. I pushed him back. But I, Josh and everyone afterwards was like, "You should have fucking punched him," but I didn't. And um, I walked away, and I was held back with security. And we was like screaming the place, and like I was trying to run at him, and the security was stopping me and stuff. And I was calling Michelle every name of his son, and. I was like, I was so hurt. I was so hurt. That's got to be one of the most embarrassing moments of my life in that deliberation room. And they were targeting me to be put in and calling me weak. And that whole room was staring at me. The whole room was staring at me. Even though Logan hadn't been in, Jeremiah, Priscilla, um, Esther, like Berna, uh, Emmanuel, you know, none of these people had been in, but you know, they hadn't said a name. You know, we've just put in rookies with us, but everybody assumed it should be me, and I'm the one that has to prove everything and whatever. Do you know what I mean? Even though I had done amazingly well when we'd done the cave diving challenge and stuff over lots of people. So I hadn't just been stupid the whole time. I actually had done well in some things. Uh-huh. And when you went back to the house that night, what was the house's reaction to you and Corey's fight? The people that were in the on the bleachers or stands they just find it really funny and to be very honest nobody really liked Corey so they were happy he went home um if I'm honest I'm being brutal about saying that and I was one of the I argued with Corey because I was hurt because I wanted to protect him so I would have been one of the only people that would have been having his back you know yeah. what I mean and um, which is stupid and next season if I go on another season I'll be voting exactly the way my partner and also has me to vote and I don't care about personal things anymore unless somebody's a good friend who's working with me I'm doing my vote and I'm thinking of myself now because yeah. you know I should have learned from when I was on Big Brother but I obviously didn't um, it's easier to watching it anyways but everyone just found it funny look I flourished in that house as far as a social game was concerned and you know I'm not good at challenges I would say that about myself so if I want to hype myself up and say you know I have a great personality um, you know I, I, I bring what I bring to the table for sure um, but like the house was so happy they were so proud of me so proud of me and production was so so proud of me and stuff as well and like um, like TJ would hype me up at the end of like challenges and stuff which obviously they don't hear at all so um, and he'd be like really nice he used to always look at me and smile all the time and wink his yeah. eyes so like um, I feel like TJ likes me for sure <laughs> Um, so I want to talk a little bit about your partner in Elimination, Amber. Amber was blindsided by Fessy and Esther. Fessy has come out and done interviews recently saying that he told Tori, he told Nani, he told Casey, he told Josh, 
that all these people knew that Amber was getting thrown in. He said he told he Amber knew too. Um, so you being in the house, do you think that was a complete blindside, or do you think people in the house knew and they were just I, threatened, they were threatened by Amber and didn't want to tell her? Right, I didn't hear a word about Amber, but we had heard rumors about me, so that was a shock to a lot of people. And um, although it wasn't a shock to Josh, I don't know why it was because we've seen in the actual episode Bessie telling Josh and Casey what he was doing. Mm -hmm. So. Why is this such a big um, shock to them? I don't get it. So it definitely wasn't something that came out of nowhere, but I don't think Amber had a clue about it. For sure, she hadn't got a clue. And I don't know if it's just like, I know that Amber has won, but it's not like she's the greatest out of the whole entire room. It's just, look, she's, you, you have to be, you don't have to be great at anything, but you can be good at everything. And... You know, you can be in the right place at the right time. You make the right decisions. You work with the right people. You pair up with the right people. You get to that final. And when you can run like Amber can, you know, you can win. And she did. She uh -huh. won. She's not scared of heights. She's not scared to eat. She's strong. Like, she's not the best ever really at anything, according to people. But she's great. She's great at everything. So, like, people didn't have a reason to necessarily be threatened by her. But she, she is also somebody that... You know, can beat you in a final. So girls wanted to get rid of her because she has, she can run. Apparently, like an Olympian. Apparently, yeah. you know, I haven't watched her season. Was, her final last season, I mean, she was beating everybody in the final. Like even yeah, like apparently, and she was faster than CT. Everything. Yeah. And like by the way, like she won that show with CT, and he like as soon as she left this season, and um, you see that scene where Tori says. Um, Oh, Amber B is out of the game. Are you shocked? And he is like, no, because let's be real. Apart from running, she's not good at anything. But he never used to say stuff like this to her face. So yeah. it's stuff like that that irritates me with these kinds of games. But um, what was I going to say? Um, I just feel like people may be threatened by it, but I do think people are really jealous that she has won in a rookie season. Like, how many people has run a, won a rookie season? I think maybe three people, four. Yeah, it's, it's really low. I know Turbo did it a couple seasons ago. Jenny. Jenny. Jenny won her second season. Did Rogan win his debut season? No, Rogan's debut season, he lost the first day. And then he came back and won his second season. What do you mean he lost the first day? He got sent home on episode one. Yeah, so you know how we were talking about you and Ashley, they were going to throw you out after the first challenge? Yeah. That happened to Rogan on his first challenge. He, it was a race up a mountain. Um, in Spain and his back gave out and he had to get like medically evacuated up the mountain and he got eliminated like the first uh, first day of this. But did he leave for medical reasons or did he leave because they said he's lost? I think it was a little bit of both because I think he could have continued if he made it up, but he was the last one up the mountain. Wow, that sounds quite hard. And you know, there's a lot of rumors that next season is going to be brutal like this. It's going to be like total madness apparently. So it's like... It's either going to be that or an ex's season. But I think because this season, although shit has gone down in it, I can see where fans are saying we find it a bit boring because it's predictable. Yeah. Um, I feel like the next season is going to be brutal. Really, really hard eliminations, really tough missions. So, so yeah. basically things I'm not built for, but things <laughs> that I would probably be hilarious watching doing them. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think, and I want to get into this a little bit later, but I think a lot of the fans issue with this current season is the veterans that they picked 
Yeah, but I don't understand that because I feel like Kyle and Devin are incredible for TV. Amanda's amazing and she's been gone for a while. And um, you have some of the newer cast, like Festy, Casey. Like Casey's incredible at challenges. Fessy does bring drama to the show, even though he's not exactly entertaining, but he causes things that makes things entertaining. Amber B won last season, so why would she not be back? And CT and Anissa are staples of the show, and Ashley is messy as fuck. So, <laughs> and Tori, Tori's very divided with fans online. So I don't see why people consider yeah, those I think, to be I bad vets. The fans, I know the fans are not big fans of Josh and Tori. Um, everyone but loves did you did you make a good show like Josh does? Yeah, I think, and I think every time Josh gets an argument, people don't root for him; they root for the other side. But you have to admit that he does bring entertainment value. Yeah, for sure. But how the fa- I've never seen fans on a show in my life like I have with the challenge. Like when they go against you, it's horrific. It's horrific. It's happened yeah. to me. It's horrific. And you know what? I actually think it's disgusting, and the show shouldn't associate themselves with it like somebody should tweet something or something like that like tori doesn't even have twitter because of it like it's vile it's utter like she is a really lovely girl in real life and josh is lovely in real life and like i get it's pantomime but it becomes beyond pantomime and professional to the point of like it's like have you got a job have you got a life that you are this like you are Beyond, like, if you've seen Tori in the street, I fully believe you would punch her in the face. This is how invested you are. Like, right, Josh screams and he has arguments, but he's very passionate. And as far as I've ever seen, I don't think, has Josh ever been racist to somebody in an argument? Has he punched somebody in the, clean in the face? Like, has he done stuff so unnecessary? I know he shouts, but what no. TV shows would you have without drama? A lot of I've seen, and I was going to ask you, ask, actually ask you about this with the whole Josh, Amber, Fessy, Esther situation, that people thought Josh should have been kicked off as well as Fessy because, like, he threw the bottle and apparently it cut Fessy's face or something. No, it's his uh, chin. His chin, yeah. So a lot of fans have thought that Josh should have, should have got kicked out as well um, because he assaulted Fessy. Um, they didn't really show that clip, but, like, on Twitter I saw that and I saw some interviews. Um, so that's why I think people aren't as interested in, in Josh as much as the other people. I you don't think, feel like he's come up with the fans this season. I think I've met Josh before. Um, I met him in Miami. One of the nicest guys ever, like ever. So lovely, bless him. And you can see, I feel like that passion comes from something within. Yeah, something he's, he's so nice. Um, I literally talked from like 15, 20 minutes just about like the show and life. But on Twitter, I've seen like people's reaction to him be not so great because of how he reacts to situations. And every season there's like a fight with him. Um, like for example, on Total Madness, like we talked about, there was somebody, Swaggy C, who doesn't drink, like doesn't drink or do any drugs. And he threw alcohol in his face. Oh, so was this on a season of the show? Yeah, this was Total Madness, the season they did in the bunker. Right, so Josh threw a drink in someone's face. Yeah, so Swaggy C was on the show. He doesn't do the show anymore, but Swaggy doesn't drink alcohol or do any drugs. Like, that's just not his lifestyle. And Josh got in an argument with him and then threw an alcoholic drink in his face. 
Yeah, see, this is the thing. I get where people are coming from. Like, nobody should be doing that. But, like, if you bring it away from the challenge, just say, for example, it's the Red Housewives. Would, they, would there be any point in them doing a reunion show if those ladies were going to sit there and drink tea and compliment each other's dresses? Yeah. The whole point of the reunion show is for one thing and one thing only. That's negativity, mm -hmm. right? Would there be such thing as a tabloid industry with magazines and newspapers if there was nothing sensational, if it was all complimentary or mm -hmm. nothing shocking? You know, those papers wouldn't even sell. Would a show about, you know... The greatest lovers on a beach work. No, X on the beach works because you're promised problems. You know, if it's best friends on a beach, like, who the fuck would want to watch that? Do you know yeah. what I mean? So like, that's the point of it. It's sort of like when I watch shows, I don't understand why people doesn't do those things. Never mind why do they do it? Like, if I'm if I was on X on the beach and my and I had a part an X who I hated, I'm gonna fucking tell them that. Do you know what I mean? I'm not gonna pretend to be friends. So it's the same with the challenges. Like, I don't know if I see it from a different angle because I'm such a reality TV fan and um, I've done a lot of shows. Maybe I see it differently. But I know he threw a drink in someone's face, but it's not the bloody end of the world. And you don't know what went on in that. Like, a lot of yeah. stuff happened in this season of the challenge behind a lot of situations that people don't know. Like, people didn't see me having conversations with Corey Lay and promising him, like, I will never vote against you. I want to stand with each other as gay guys. Yeah. I know a lot of people didn't give me shit for arguing with Corey anyways on the show, but say, for example, if they did, like they didn't see me making those promises to Corey because you don't see it all on TV. So you don't know what's going on with Josh. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know what he could have stuff in his personal life. Like we don't know. And for the rest of the season after that fight, he was put on a drinking van. So he didn't drink. He worked out every day. He uh -huh. kept himself to himself. And from what I'm seeing on his um social media he is looking gorgeous he's um he's working out all the time the guy is traveling like he's going to come back to the challenge and he's he's going to be a champion and i'm his biggest supporter i hope he wins mm -hmm. he deserves that uh, and fuck the haters online they're just jealous yeah so talking about the people on twitter have you guys as the cast seen how people have reacted to the season and what are your guys's thoughts um on it well have i been reading the tweets i mean it's kind of it's it's like a bloody it's like a disease do you know what i mean it's like something you can't cure you know so it's like it's like having trush it's like no matter how much you itch it it doesn't go away so regardless of how much you try to stay away from twitter in comments you have to look it's like the under yeah. it's like the forbidden fruit i need to bite that apple yeah so yeah you know there's a lot of great stuff online, but there's a lot of abuse. Hence why I always say I'm the star of the show to annoy the haters. Because when they give me loads of abuse, I'm like, oh, shut up, I'm the star, shut up. Even though I don't actually think I'm the star, I just say this to annoy them. But I think I'm one of the stars, for sure. Yeah, you are, you are. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I brought something, but um, I, I do honestly do that to annoy people. But like... Tori's always messaging people, all the cast and telling everyone, like, don't take it personal and stuff. Um, and a lot of people have just found the season boring. So I know next season the producers is coming for everyone's ass. But, like, it was not a boring house to live in. There was a lot of stuff going on. But when it doesn't make good storylines and it doesn't go with stuff that has already happened or maybe stuff from previous seasons or what happened afterwards, they don't include it. It's like they're not just going to put a random argument in the kitchen between two people on the show because yeah. it didn't affect maybe nominations. It didn't affect 
deliberation, it didn't affect the next elimination. So why air it? Like my argument with Gobbo in the deliberation room where I was screaming, do you remember? Um, they, I had a huge argument with him the night before. He and had an argument with him um, after deliberation also. And also that morning he came to me and told me something, which is what led to me I got argument with him in the first place. But he didn't air all of this. So like you don't see everything. And there's a lot of stuff that would make really dramatic TV and stuff that you don't air because maybe you don't have to, or it doesn't go with storylines and stuff. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Um, there was a big fight on double agents last season between uh, three cast members that they just didn't show. And the cast members, have I don't know. There was an interview uh, with Michi, Liv, and Amber M, who they weren't on this season, but Liv like threw a drink in their face. There was this whole argument and everybody knew about it. Like we knew about you and Corey's argument because it leaked when you guys were filming. And when they were filming, and they just like never showed it. And then the, the cast has talked about it in interviews and stuff. But I wonder like why they just didn't, they just don't show things. You don't know the nature of it. You don't know. Yeah. Liv was meant to be on this season, but she had to leave for medical reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or apparently personal reasons. I saw she was like an alternate or something too, right? She um, no, so, uh, well, I, maybe she wasn't an alternate, but apparently she said medical reasons she couldn't go in. I don't know. Yeah. But she was in quarantine, and I've seen her one day on my balcony, so I know she was there. Yeah, she's she needs to be brought back because she's, like, perfect for this show. Yeah, great. And she she was great on Shipwrecked. You need to do yeah. YouTube some of her stuff. She was on it with Big T. Mm -hmm. And she's got such a northern accent. She's from Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> It's really, really funny. It's the sexiest accent as well. I want a wife from Manchester. It would get me pregnant just by speaking. Oh, it's sexy. It's cool. Um, I want to sit all over the accent. <laughs> um, back to just one more thing about your elimination. You pick Nani as your partner. Um, I want to know like, what your thought process picking Nani was. Did you think about picking somebody else, like a Casey or a a tour yeah. like that or why did you go with Nani? I was going to go back to Ashley which is what I should have done <laughs> then I was told to pick Anissa, Tori or Casey so they can keep this rookie alliance thing right yeah. now I was go I was going back to Ashley that's what I was doing but she kept shouting down don't come back to me I do think back now and she was doing this for herself it wasn't to help me at all because I signed my death sentence as soon as I left Ashley because it was then a Hunger Games fight for survival. So what happened was picking Nani was an extremely smart decision. And I'll tell you the reason for that. But then I'll tell you why it was stupid. So it was smart because Nani isn't always targeted in terms of people trying to get rid of her because they think she's going to win everything. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She's very middle of the road in between when it comes to performance and stuff. But she's been there for so long. She has a lot of great friends. Now, look at it like this in terms of alliances. Casey has her big brother alliance, but Nani was basically, I don't know, shagging her. So, like, 
if I'm Nani's partner, well then if if Casey or any of her boys win, they're not going to vote in Nani me as a household or whatever because yeah. she has that side of things. She was also close with Ashley and Amanda, and then she was friends with everybody else. She was really she was in the center of all of the friendship groups, and she was in the center in terms of performance. So yeah. I didn't think that we would be targeted as a household ever, and I didn't think anyone would try to steal her because. Tori and, and Casey was the best girls. Why not steal them? The reason why it was such a stupid decision for me is that it was also the perfect decision for the other guys who wins next. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So Logan chose for the same sorts of reasons as me. So I should have thought of that beforehand. I did this is where I don't think enough. When you're on the spot, you're in the moment, everyone's in your ear. Amber B kept whispering in my ear to pick Nani. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Um, so I want to get into something we've talked about a little bit, kind of beat around the bush, but just like your thoughts on the pizza fight between Josh, Fessy, Amber, Esther, the drinks being thrown, Fessy being kicked off, the huge fight of the season. Just what were your thoughts on that whole situation? Right. So I was downstairs smoking a cigarette with Amanda and a lot of the cast was there. And Amber B was human. She was... <laughs> She had a bee in her bonnet and she was like, oh, I need to go upstairs about something. And she went up to get a pizza. So I think she was already a bit irritated. She noticed her pizza had been taken and that is an iron. It is, it is an iron. It's really irritating when people take your food. You're in these shows, you're in a different country. Like you are locked off from the world. You have no escape. Like you just want to make some food and chill out. And there's times when like you're just not allowed to do that. It's, it really, really, really annoys me. So Somebody taking your food is a nine. You know, you have to go to production and ask for more food and that can take forever. You know, I didn't eat meat, so I really wanted to have a cheese pizzas, but the whole house wanted cheese pizzas. So I get where this irritated her. It seems trivial, but, you know, when you're in there, your own little escapes and comforts, like even maybe working out and you go downstairs and there's no treadmills, it can really bug you and get in your nerves. There's no showers, there's no hot water left because all of the house has jumped into showers. And then production is coming in and screaming, saying we've got 30 minutes to get ready, you know, to go to the club. But, you know, there's no space. All of the girls, you know, are using all the bathrooms. It's like, I get it. I get it. You have to think about this. So Amber was really pissed off. And, and she just hadn't had these conversations about Fessy and whatever. So she wanted to have it. And I think how Fessy can be so calm can sometimes rile people up more, patronize them or whatever without him without him meaning to. Um, and also, I'm going to be completely real about it. Amber was brought in late to this season and she was a champion, you know? So I think she probably looked at that as, you know, I've got a, if I have a problem I ain't going to take to high road, I'm going to tell you and I'm going to cause some drama because, you know, I want to come back again, you know? If winning hasn't got me a first-class ticket on a season, nothing ever is. So I really have to step it up. I have to say how I feel. I have to call people out and I have to get involved. And um, so I think that's why she done it. She was like, you know, I, I am going to, you know, say how I feel. Fuck you. You've screwed me over. I'm going to screw you over. And I'm going to make sure I get a ticket on next season. And I'm also going to call you out for what you've done. And, you know, she done it in style and it worked out well because Amber's been a big part of this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's, quite ridiculous that amber was made an alternate 
if I'm being honest with you, that she won last season and she wasn't. I don't understand that. I, I don't. And the thing is, I had, you know, Jenny West, right? She won a couple of seasons yeah. ago. I had Jenny West on uh, my podcast uh, in the beginning of this year. And she talked about last season, the season after she won, she was flown to location, expected to be on the show. And then they said, oh, we're not going to put you on the show and flew her back to, to England. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. But can I ask you, because I haven't watched these seasons, was Amber much part of Double Agents apart from her winning? Get rid of her winning moment. Was she, if she never won and say she left on episode 10, was she a memorable person? Was she part of it? So I love Amber, but she did fly under the radar for the first eight to 10 episodes, I would say. Um, did not have that many confessionals. And then she got a lot of screen time when the numbers were getting dwindled down and she was in two alliances. She was in the Big Brother Alliance and she was in the Rookie Girl Alliance and she had to pick and she went with Big Brother. She got a lot of screen time there and then she got a lot of screen time at the end when it was like right before the final and she was partnered with Fessy and Fessy chose to go into the elimination. Like he, he went in by himself because he wanted Casey as a partner instead of Amber in the final. So that's when she got a lot of screen time. The first 10 episodes, being completely honest, she did not get that much screen time. But so, sorry, did, what were you saying? She did win and she did have some beef with Fessy. So I was surprised when they made her an alternate, to be honest with you. But see, this is the things that people need to take into consideration, which is why when I was on the show and I got scared at times and I had my moments and stuff. Why I kind of tanked my lucky stars afterwards is that there was things that made me scared and there was situations that happened for people was, I know it's a TV show. So, you know, when we're in there, it's a competition, but afterwards it's a reality show. When this airs, it's a TV show. Mm -hmm. So you have to bring that part of it. It's not, CT's part of the furniture. He's been there for years, you know, so let him do what he likes. Do you know what I mean? But anybody knew you have to bring it. You have to stay how you feel. You have to be funny. You have to think about what you're doing when it comes into your confessionals. Like, if I'm not going to win dailies, I am going to go into my dailies and I'm going to be witty. I'm going to be funny. I'm going to tell you how I feel and I'm going to do what I need to do because a winner can be made an alternate. You know, it's not only one or two people wins, wins the money. You know, yeah. Anissa's never won. Does that mean she's wasted her whole life being on the challenge? No, because she's made so much money and she's got a career. I, If I get to do 10 seasons of the challenge, I probably will never win. I'm going to be real with you right now. I probably won't. But that's not me dumbing myself down. How, maybe I could Maybe I could go away and I could train the fucking good side of myself and maybe I will win. Who knows where I could be? But... I know that if I'd done 10 seasons and I stopped and the challenge was taken off TV, I know that viewers would remember Huey as one of those people who's been on the show because I'm honest, I'm real, I bring myself to the table. So that's what, if anybody asked me for advice, what would what, what should they do if they're, they've been contacted about doing the next season and they're a rookie, is throw yourself into it. Throw yourself into it. Speak up in deliberations. I spoke in every single deliberation to the point where people say, Hugh, you need to stop talking because you're going to get a target on your back. And I know they only aired little bits and pieces, but at least it was aired. 
Yeah. There was not one episode where I didn't have loads of confessionals. And I spoke bits, like I, I wasn't even part of any storylines, but I was getting screen time all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's a TV show, you know what I mean? And that is human in real life. You know, you're sat here at me right now and I, I don't stop speaking. So <laughs> it's not like I'm being fake. And if you meet me in real life, I am the type of person who says how they feel. I like to have fun with you and stuff. So I'm, I am being myself, but you know, you are there to make a television show. MTV is paying you. They're flying you across the world. You know, like we would be in deliberations and producers would start step in and say, look guys, there's some of you guys here uh-huh. who haven't even spoken, like genuinely would step in and say like, the executives are watching this from LA live. They, they watch the deliberations live production does from LA. And they're, they're telling producers like from across the world over the phone like we want people to speak mm-hmm. and I'd spoken all the time like even if it wasn't about me I would just speak up and I would explain or I would ask a question if I didn't understand like I would get involved mm-hmm. because that's what you're supposed to do I hate people who doesn't do that I, I just think they shouldn't even be on tv it's like you know go to the gym and lift loads of weights and become an Olympian if you're just concerned about bloody competitions Mm-hmm. Because I promise you, one or two people is just going to win that million dollars. And if you spend your whole season focusing on that, like, it's really fuck all to you. I find you very boring. Mm-hmm. I, I think Amber definitely secured a call back for next season. I think she'll mm-hmm. definitely, she won't be an alternate. I mean, she was one of the stars of this season. Um, but it's just, it's crazy how, how casting, how casting works, I guess. Yeah. I hope I get to come back. Like, I don't know. Maybe I will. But I, yeah, I definitely, I'm not casting, but how the fans reacted to you and how much screen time you got, they would be so stupid not to call you back for next season. Yeah, I do also think the edited and aired in a way that they want so that they can introduce characters too. Yeah. So like, cause there was a lot of times when, as I said, there's, as we said, there's arguments that don't even air for storyline reasons. So when I look at it, they did air a lot of my moments and confessionals that wasn't even part of the storylines because I well, it was part of the storylines, but I wasn't part of those situations. But they aired my opinion and moments. So maybe they done that to introduce me to people. I don't know. But look, if I don't, I'm really happy with my time I got. But my advice to anyone coming is to like just get involved because that's yeah. what has secured Amber's time on the challenge. And I can see her doing a lot of future seasons. And yeah. I think she'll probably win another. Yeah, no, I think she's good enough. Obviously, she's good enough. She's won before. I'm just worried because I told you I love Amber. I think she's going to have a huge target on her back every single season she does. Yeah. I mean, you don't. You just don't know how it's going to work. Like, you don't yeah. know how it's going to work. Like, the way I look at it is, is that if people are scared, for example, if I came back, if people were scared of the big dogs getting targeted in the beginning, those guys could just gang up and just put somebody like me in at the beginning yeah. sort of not themselves or it could go the complete opposite way they just could keep me in because they like me and also because they yeah. might think they can beat me later on so it's it really is 50 50 look at big t she went out immediately her first season now she's been there yeah. till the end loads of her seasons yeah i think your your like social and political game will help you because i think everybody on the cast likes you um mm. I mean, I know yeah. Corey and you got into a little bit of a fight at the elimination, but he's been on Twitter defending you. And For stuff. sure. 
So I For think sure. that'll definitely help you in future seasons, just being like. Yeah, and you know what I think also is like look at people like Kyle and stuff like that. Even if I got to go in future seasons, a good thing about me having genuine friendships and being an open and honest person is, um, if we got to the end and there was like groups winning or groups amounts of money, I do think there's people that would have my back and would help me in those situations. Do you know what I mean? Or you know, if there was like just three people we can give money to. You know, after several seasons, I definitely think I'd be one of those people that could win prize money for those reasons. Yeah. And like, if I got that far, got into the final, like, I wouldn't be scared to eat stuff and things. I'm just scared of heights. I hate heights. <laughs> I hate them. And they're just so stupid. I hate heights. Have you ever seen, I know you haven't watched it, but there's been some videos in the past where they like are jumping across cars like 30 feet in the air. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be scared of that because I'm jumping. It's when I would just have to hang there or have an issue. Yeah, they're like jumping or like they have to do like obstacle courses and people are trying to throw them off the obstacle courses like over water. Mm. It's, yeah, they've done a lot of height stuff in the past. Or would you ever go skydiving? See, I could probably do the skydive because you can't see the ground and I have somebody else behind me and they're going to push me. Like I am not scared on like, roller coasters or fun prayer rides none of those things scares me i'm not yeah. scared i just hate stuff that i have to put myself down like my worst nightmare would be like a bungee jump or something but that is similar stuff to that on the challenge when you're on the side of mountains and cliffs and when you fall off you're technically in a harness yeah and apparently you're left there for maybe half an hour but because you have to finish the challenge and then get everybody off they're not just gonna move you over and take you off and like I, I I genuinely believe there'd be a medical issue because I'd probably like take a really bad panic attack yeah they did a so on Dirty 30 which was a couple of seasons ago you had to skydive to start the final and yes. Jordan who's Tori's ex-fiance I don't know if you know who he is or not um he like crash landed into the ground like went down fine and then like the last 10-15 feet like I guess the guy that was doing it with him lost control and they crash landed into the into earth. And I don't know exactly what happened to his leg. I know like he was like limping, but he went on to win the final. Wow. That's that's and I've always wanted to go skydiving, but then I think of that moment with Jordan and I'm just like, did he really hurt his leg? Yeah, I mean, there's been rumors that he like fractured his like his bone in his leg or something. Um, they brought him into the ambulance and then he like just he's like wanted to get out and he just started he ran it off. And then he went out to the final and he beat CT and he beat this guy named Derek, who he has a podcast called Challenge Mania. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I heard your episode. Um, he beat Jordan, beat both of them in the final. Wow. Well, and also Jordan, like, is born with one hand, wasn't he? Yeah, he has one hand. Like, yeah. How incredible. How incredible. Like, he's, like, you would be actually officially registered as disabled when you've got one hand, but he can, like, come on the challenge. Yeah, he's won. He won three seasons so far. Oh my God! Wow, how much money has he won? Uh, about eight hundred and thirty thousand oh. dollars, eight hundred fifty thousand dollars, like around there. Oh, how much money has CT won? About nine hundred and fifty thousand. And then so if, is Ashley? So Ashley has won the most money, hasn't she? It's yeah, Ash. No, bananas. Bananas has won the most. Ashley's won, I think, like one million one hundred twenty thousand. Because she won two. No, yeah, one million, one hundred and seventy-five thousand. Something like yeah. Because she won, she won a couple seasons ago, and she could either split the money with her partner, and they each and take five hundred thousand, 
where she and she took uh, four million. So she to be really honest, I'd take the million as well. It's once in a lifetime. I'm sorry, I'm taking it. Yeah. But it's blood money. This is the issue. It's blood money. Five hundred thousand is enough. I wouldn't take it. I, I wouldn't because I think like it's blood money. It really is. That money could have changed someone's life. Yeah, and they were they were exes. It was her ex boyfriend or ex. I don't know if they were like officially dating, but they were like hooking up on the show. Who has Ashley hooked up with Hunter before? Yeah, they that they. That oh, I've they, never known that. She never told me that. Yeah, yeah. They hooked up on um invasion on her first season that they she won. Her and Hunter were hooking up that season. So is he still classified as a challenge champ, even though he's not got money? That's that's very debatable. I I classify him as a. But champion. he is a champ because he won. Yeah, I Hunter. classify him as a champion, but he's a champion that has won and made zero money. Has he ever won another season? Mm-mm. He oh did. I've, he I've did. also heard a lot of rumors from those. What were you going to say? Sorry. No, you're good. He did the next season. Oh, my phone's ringing. Sorry. Um, he did the next season and he got like fourth or fifth place in the final, but he didn't win it. Wow. A lot of people say online that Hunter and Ashley didn't actually win, that it had to be Sylvia and Joss or something. Yeah, but I've... I mean, I can confirm that these shows have outside organizations that just relook stuff over and over again because you're winning your it's a competition for money so that's against the law to yeah. fraudulent those things yeah i've heard that um I, i've seen that rumor too that joss um and sylvia won but they knew joss and sylvia were going to split the money so they gave it to ash and hunter for more like dramatic effect yeah also dm it's because something like this is i don't know because i haven't watched it is it true that during that final on tv they didn't air a lot of the moments where they normally you normally can see the final properly and you can see a lot of stuff on this season you didn't show a lot so it was very hard to see who won anyways for the viewers apparently but really hardcore fans have watched it and seen who was at which station at which point and it was impossible for them to win or something I don't know. yeah it was like bananas has done um interviews and said it was the easiest final in the show's history um like usually at a final at nighttime, they're sleeping in tents or just outside on logs. Like they were sleeping in beds with alcohol, like in the middle of the final. So a lot of people have said it's the easiest final ever. I don't know about the, the whole conspiracy theories about Joss and Sylvia. I know, I, I mean, I would assume Ashton Hunter actually won. Ashley's amazing at finals and Hunter's no stopping. Yeah, she's very smart, number one, like puzzles and that's her thing. And she's very smart but she can also run and eat, which is what, what all these finals are. Mm-hmm. Like on, on War of the Worlds 2, which was the last time Car, Maria, and Polly were there, which I'm sure you've heard those names before. Um, they yeah, had, they had especially eat, recently. <laughs> they had to eat like, I don't even know what it was, but it was, it was some kind of bug. And everybody was like killing the bug and freaking out. She took the bug, Ashley, ate it while it was alive. And just swallowed it whole. Like while the bug was alive. Wow. Yeah. She... I wouldn't be scared to do that. I'm gonna be really honest. I would do all of those things. Yeah, I think I could I couldn't do the eating. The eating just isn't for me. Like if I if when I used to do boxing when I was younger, I could just sprint, 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 sprint for miles. I wish I had that level of fitness now because I would I'd go into a final on it win. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't now. Because finals doesn't involve heights, doesn't it now? No, the only final that was really heights, like I said, was when Jordan 
uh, in CT and they had to skydive. Does it involve strength? Do you have to carry stuff? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. So you they are to, very hard. Yeah, they're very, um, I mean, they're like, I know the one that Turbo one was like 50 miles, 55 How miles. How many miles? Like 50. Half of them was, half of that I think was like biking. Half of that was running. Um, the one Jordan one, I think was like 15, 15, but they're over a couple days. Yeah, but 50 miles. Did you have to just keep running and running and running? Well, it was, day? that one was, I think was three days. Yeah, but that's a lot. You would have <laughs> to be very fit. Yeah, no, and Turbo and I don't know if you know Theo, he's from England as well. Yeah. Um, Wes was on that one. Car Maria almost finished, but she was eliminated because um, she couldn't do the math part. There's a lot of math too in finals. I don't know how I'm you not bad that. when it comes to maths at all. I'm not bad when it comes to that at all. Yeah. There's a lot I don't of math. Look, Huey's got it. Huey's got it being funny in life. We all God can't be great at it all. And I've got a really good ass, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, um, but I don't know what it is about. It's not just because of TV reasons or because of money. I just really liked this sense of achievement of doing things that it's so outside my comfort zone. Like those guys on the challenge, they live, breathe, and eat yeah. protein shakes and workouts, and they're so competitive by nature. That isn't really how I am built as a human, mm -hmm. but I like stepping outside my comfort zone to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think there's certain people that are fit for this show. And I think like you, Ashley, Amanda, I think Kells, who left early, I think he should definitely be brought back because I think he'd be perfect um for this show they need to, they, i mean if we get you guys for like five six seasons and like are become vet i think the show would thrive oh wow thank you i, I would love to but i mean it just i it just we'll have to see what happens but look i'm doing my other stuff anyways but i would love to do it i would love to do it maybe one more time at least just to kind of really cement yeah. that memories in my head mm -hmm. you know what i mean for yeah. sure uh-huh um i do want to talk about your elimination with with Berna, where you sadly went home. Um, yeah. It was the climbing backwards type of thing. Um, just what was your thought process going through that elimination? Um, did you have confidence going in because you already won an elimination? How did you work with Berna? Um, just how you were feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me and Berna ended up working really well together, I feel like. And um, right. So it wasn't, I was confident going in, but I was still like, Look, who knows what can happen? And I, I, I was really, honestly, I was really proud of myself for getting that far. Like, I was really, really proud of myself. I said, like, if I do five or six challenges, maybe one, two eliminations, win something, I'd be really proud of myself. In the end, I done, like, eight, nine or so challenges, and um, two eliminations, one an elimination. Like, I know a lot of people is like, oh, whatever, they always want to win all the time. But I was just really happy to have got that far. Like, yeah. I was so scared in the beginning. I felt so intimidated by people. I don't know why. I, I just felt scared. I just didn't like it at all. Um, and I did and I didn't. And, but, like, going in, it was like, I'm going to really, really, really try my best here. I'm going to do everything I can do to win this. I'm not just going to, like, pussyfoot around this. I'm going to fucking do this. And that's how me and Berna was. And I was truly trying my best. But I found it, I just found it really hard. And my ass was sticking, like, it was getting in the way. I don't have any experience with climbing up poles. I 
it just wasn't for me. It wasn't, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't my day. But I still got to the top of that pole. And me and Bernard was cutting away while Jeremiah and Priscilla was. So, you know, I got up there. I quit at nothing. Uh-huh. Um, so I want to, I want to talk about a little bit about you. Um, so I've seen interviews and heard interviews um, about uh, being an Irish traveler. Yeah. Um, so if you could just talk about people that don't know what that is, just explain um, you and the Irish traveling lifestyle and everything about that. Yeah. Deep. So obviously, like I'm an Irish man, if you know what I mean, but I grew up in an ethnic community called Irish travelers. So I suppose the kind of differences between where I came from and the rest of, I suppose, mainstream society, let's say, is my parents and my grandparents would have lived a nomadic lifestyle, but they didn't necessarily live in one area. Um, and that was really part of the culture of my community. It was half culture, half being ostracized by the rest of society and really being second-class citizens um, in, our, in Ireland and in Britain. And it's like how gypsies, it's, it's how we're viewed, like you're very much viewed and typecast, and we still are now. There's never really any allies for our community. And how travelers are printed in mainstream media and, and stuff is um, so, so, so negative. And it's nothing that any other members of the public would ever get offended by. Do you know what I mean? How do you would if it was black people or gay people or whatever, there's people that stand up and have movements for this. Um, so I suppose kind of like the other differences today would be like where I live, I just live around people who are from the same community as me. Not everyone does, but I do. Um, how people have traditions and how people would be more old fashioned in society or how to be more suppression when it comes to gay people or women or whatever is even more so in my community. It's probably even more difficult to come out as gay because there's less understanding because a lot of people in my uh, ethnic ethnical background haven't got as much mainstream education as others do within our country, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's probably like how Native Americans are in America. Do you get what I mean? Like that kind of, there's a lot of typecasts, there's a lot of stereotype. And also Irish travelers were on the island of Ireland before any other people were. Like this has been a proven fact, but the history books doesn't say this. And it's not a racial background that is supported or is uh, spoken about in schools, but it is legally an ethnic minority status in the past few years because my generation with more education has protested and has um, fought, I suppose, for that to be recognized as a real, um, not, well, I'm not just a white Irish man, it's, it's your ethnic background also, do you know what I mean? Because the lifestyle that I've grown up around isn't the same as my school friends who aren't travelers. So there is a difference, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? In terms of like, my cousins who got married, they've all got married really young. There is, there's negatives to it. There's negatives in the sense that it is much harder to come out as gay. Women are slut shamed a lot more. Sex outside of marriage is, is really badly viewed in the eyes of the community. Um, you were very much raised with what the neighbor thinks of you is everything kind of like how religious backgrounds are. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of, I suppose, the world of Irish travelers and gypsies, but there's just as much diversity in my world as there is anywhere else. It's just not spoken about. Uh-huh. And see, I would have loved to see this, like just a description of this on the challenge. Did they ever ask you about this? Was this ever brought up or any conversation? Sometimes, sometimes. But it's very hard to have these conversations when people are, are contradicting you or people, like people who don't have a, <laughs> the right to really say or contradicting you. And yeah. like British people and Irish people will understand what I'm talking about. Like I, I was just on the phone 
today to um, one of the people who works for the press office for this uh, channel where I just do a TV show with. And she was saying to me, um, I have to be really honest, Chewy, how gay people and black people are people to stand up for them. Like the traveling community doesn't, people really don't care. Um, how prejudice is such an acceptable prejudice. Um, and Irish people will get that and British people will get that. Like Americans may not because it's such a big country. Mm -hmm. um, but you see so much about my community in the papers over here and on TV and it's always so, so negative. And the comments that people write online and um, even people in power, like politicians and stuff, it's so prejudiced and so bad that it never causes a reaction how it would any other background. Mm -hmm. um, so it's hard to talk about those things when, you know, people can kind of contradict and be offensive in the way they couldn't if it was another background, just because nobody gets offended by it. Like, you know, people doesn't have to stand up for where I come from, but if they were to contradict a black person and their experiences, like they would be kicked off the show. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and again, like it's, it just didn't come into a storyline, but I speak about it on other shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think it's it's very interesting because I, I didn't know about it until I heard some interviews you did. And I've been kind of like looking into it a little bit during research, but I just, I wanted to ask you because you would know more, obviously. Um, yeah, you know, like this is what I'll tell you, right? 15% of Irish travellers and gypsies in Britain and Ireland are cause of death is suicide. 15%. It's seven to eight times more likely to die of suicide if you're a gypsy or an Irish traveller than any other background and the life expectancy average life expectancy is 65 years old and um, it's only my generation that have really gone to school um, divorces and sex outside of marriage gay people all of this is a very new thing to even be spoken about women still having sex outside of marriage is extremely frowned upon still still now any girls that I know that's travelers that have had sex outside of marriage and it's been found out about are living lives where they've really done something really bad. It's almost like an ex, you know, person who's committed manslaughter, killed somebody by mistake and have got out of prison and they're trying to redeem themselves and live with this image on them. That's truly how women from my community are viewed. There's so much revenge porn because people see this as the ultimate wrong thing a girl can do. So to use it against them, mm -hmm. it's really bad. So I really think this is reasons why we have so much suicide in our community is the internal stigma. But we're also really ostracized by mainstream society, how police and cops and uh, treat travelers in Ireland is so bad. It is terrible. It's so, so bad. I have like police now in my community are so lovely to me and stuff because I've done TV and stuff. Um, and my dad does a lot of charity work, but the site where I grew up, the camp I grew up at where us travellers live, like we live in caravans and chalets and stuff, we don't have houses there, and we all live in close-knit in the community. Um, the police would just come in and if one person done something wrong, we're expected to say thank you if they don't take it out on us all. Like I remember a, a kid threw a stone at a policeman's car one day, and he came up and he was so aggressive and he had this massive baton and he pulled it out like this and he went grinding his teeth. He was like, well, I don't bother none of ye when other people do stuff. Why can't she put a stop to this? Like ye and use, like it's something to do with us all. And I was like, what do you expect me to say? Thank you, because when somebody done something down the road, you're having, 
you know, taking it out on me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nothing to do with me. Why would you be taking it out on me? That's like that's completely normal behavior. But in their eyes, it, it, because other police does take it out on everyone, they they need a badge of honor, so they don't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is how disgusting it is. It's vile. Mm-hmm. Um. So I feel like we went a little bit over. I have a little some questions that some viewers have sent in. If you don't mind. Um. So the first question they sent in, hold on, let me just pull it up. Somebody wants to know, how are you and Corey Lay doing now? We get on, we speak, Corey's brilliant. I just think we're a very passionate, too passionate gay men. There was a lot to say and yeah. that's it. Um, and then the next viewer question is, if you could go back to day one, knowing everything you know now, who would you pick as your partner if you could pick one female and one male? Oh, Ashley was perfect partner for me, for sure, for sure. On this season, maybe not another season, because if there's not a veteran alliance, she's totally getting voted in, right? <laughs> uh, male, uh, Kyle, probably because he is like, I suppose like the male Ashley, like in the sense that he's, I know Ashley has one, but he has never won, but he's still a good competitor and he's a great social game and loads of friends. That is truly what you need to survive is it's it's literally friends that's all it is mm-hmm. um so i want to give you time to say thanks for doing this this is anything you want to shout out where people can find you on instagram twitter anything you want to shout out anything just your yeah time. yeah so it's huey mall official on instagram huey underscore mall on twitter and i do cameo i do only fans do all of these things if you want to have something a little bit more intimate and um, i'm just watch keep watching and, and i'm going to light up the reunion for sure <laughs> um i want to say thanks for coming on and i really enjoyed this i hope we didn't go too long um no it's absolutely fine i love it thank you <laughs> um i hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll, I'll send it to you when it's all done ready to go thank you take yep. care thank you so much yep have a thank good one bye that was the episode with huey mud i hope you guys all enjoyed it It was one of my favorites like he said you can find huey on instagram at huey mod official and he's on twitter at huey underscore mon i'm at the dylan decker on all platforms Hope you guys have a good rest of your day. That's all I got.